Hey everyone, welcome to Veer Queer. Uh, <laughs> today's episode, we are going to be talking about abstinence only sex. Mm. And in the studio, sex? We have What's sex? What? <laughs> Do you eat with it? Stuff. Wait, wait. <laughs> how can it be abstinence only and also sex? Like that's <laughs> that's a little all, bit uh, we're all children of right? Jesus. <laughs> um. All right. Well. Anyways, thanks for interrupting me. <laughs> um. In the studios, we have Yvonne. Um. Right. Yeah. yeah. Hi. Yeah. Hello. I'm just kidding. We're not talking about abstinence. <laughs> well, I am talking about abstinence. Oh. Okay, Yvonne is. You think can it's important to not have sex. Oh my god! Don't listen. <laughs> please, can you please I mean, leave the studio? I'm just kidding. It's okay. <laughs> no. Sex is a okay. <laughs> um. Anyway, so I'm B, and um. Yeah, we have Yvonne here in the studio, and. To my left is we have the lovely Indisha. Hey, how you doing? Yeah. What's up? What's up? What's up? And then I see that's finally <laughs> sunny, right? I can see you over there. Yes. Oh my gosh. Yes. I have. I finally have really good lighting. I'm so <laughs> <Yay>. excited. <laughs> um, yeah, the sun's coming out. It's springtime in Portland, Oregon. There's flowers everywhere. The tulips are mm-hmm. blossoming. I've never like. I'm just. I love it. Mm-hmm. Ass out. Tits out. It's great. <laughs> so for those of you listeners that don't know, um, just say sort of like recap Indisha is in Portland and we have her call in and every yeah. time she calls in, it's always so gloomy and cloudy. So I was like, wow, there's yeah, sunlight. I haven't seen sun over yeah. there. <laughs> yeah, me neither. Like I went to the park earlier and I went with my roommate and, um, and her partner and I was like, Hey, should I bring my jacket? Like just in case. Cause I'm like, I really can't tell what's going on right now. I don't know if it's going to start like snowing in five minutes when we're like out in the park, like midday or what. And they're like, no, don't bring out. It's sunny. And I was like, um, are you sure? Because this is like the first time in my life I've ever seen snow. And, uh, <laughs> it's and, like lit with in, snow. In Texas, we don't <laughs> know what fire snow over is. here. No. What's snow? Well, we're starting mm-hmm. to know what snow is. Yeah. No. Oh my god. So this weekend I went to this um Sunday streets thing. Oh yeah. And like towards the end of the event, I guess people were just like throwing their ice on the side. And there was like soft ice. Basically snow. <laughs> what? Yeah, and like a huge chunk of snow sitting on the sidewalk and I was like, Oh my god, it's like snow ducks. <laughs> That's the closest we get to snow. <laughs> it started like Making snowballs out of it, I felt like a child. Oh, that was so cute. Can you tell it again? Mm-mm. <laughs> if you didn't listen the first time, okay, I guess I'll fuck right off then. Yeah. <laughs> so, in this episode, we want to talk about um, our non binary identities. Uh, it, it's, it's been mentioned a few times that Mai and I are non-binary and our lovely friend Yvonne here also identifies as non-binary. And um, we just want to talk about this a little bit since this is something that we don't really touch a whole lot on. So we want to just sort of provide that kind of platform for today's episode. Uh, before we dive in, though, I kind of wanted to give a correction in my last episode. And I feel like a jackass for it. 
So my friend reached out to me, uh, Bianca, whose also name is Bianca. I'm so sorry. Um, their band Amygdala is actually from San Antonio and not Dallas. So I'm a piece of shit. Shame. Sorry about that. Shame. 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 If you'd only check the band camp. I know. So I'm so sorry, y'all. Please check out their band camp. They're really great. They're great people. Um, they're great live. It's okay. Um, we make mistakes. We all make mistakes. It's fine. We're it's human. Okay. You know what? We're not perfect. Actually, I am. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I knew I was going to fuck that up. Like, I had, like, bands I was listening back in my house. Like, I'm going to fuck this up. And I knew it. I was like, shit. It's all right. It's fine. It's all right. mm-hmm. um, so I guess uh, the question I want to open the, ta- open the floor with was... Um, when did y'all come out as non-binary and sort of like when did you realize that's how you were coming to terms with that identity? Hmm. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. I'll go. Um You're on the hot seat now. This is this is my um I'm tired. <laughs> I'm Me too. I got four caps put in today. Oh so my mouth tragic. Yeah, my mouth just barely got Unnumbed. Do you want me to cross your face? No, I want you to cry for me. <laughs> <laughs> that was weird. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry, Yvonne. No, it's okay. Tears are just another form of wetness. I like yeah. it. Yeah. Same. It's a form of lube. Thanks. <laughs> Social lubricant? What? Uh, <laughs> I hate y'all. <laughs> Um, probably officially when people like consider officially, do they mean like on Facebook? Mm. Whatever that means media. to you. But since I mean like we're millennials, I think I feel like that's like a <laughs> we need attention. Uh, <laughs> hey, over here. Yeah. You change your bio. Yeah, <laughs> change your gender on Facebook. It's yeah. not official unless you change it on Facebook. Yeah, you can do that. Really? Yeah, if you go onto Facebook, you can change your gender to non-binary. Well, and they'll like refer to you as that. No. Not refer mm. what what you are. There you go. Yeah, but yeah. I, I totally did that. I was like, oh, you can change it. Well, yeah, refer, but not, that's not what oh. refer. <laughs> yeah, sorry. You're I'm derailing my. <laughs> <laughs> just a Wikipedia page. Okay. Um. So I think probably like two years ago. Yeah. That I've like had this feeling of like not being. I actually just thought about it earlier today. Yeah. Um, I remember people would be like, oh, you're a boy or a girl. And I'm like, no, I'm just a person. Mm. Mm-hmm. And I remember saying that when I was younger. I was like, why do I, I'm just a person. I like mm-hmm. different things. I like these things and, you know, yeah, whatever. But I think I just had the, recently had the language to even recognize what that is. Right. And I found the community to help me navigate through that being non-binary, genderqueer you know um yeah it's been it's been a tough journey just because i've got my own issues as we all do yeah Mm -hmm. (laughs) so before we continue on there's probably gonna be people are listening to this episode not know what non-binary means Mm. how would y'all describe that non-binary to me means just being on some kind of spectrum Mm -hmm. you know not identifying as female or male mm-hmm. um and just uh, yeah. that makes a lot of sense you know? it's like operating outside of the like the typical constructs of the 
the male female dichotomy mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. without the bipolarities um, recognizing that there is the spectrum mm-hmm. for me it's mm-hmm. just the it's, it's not even just like a identity but it's also sort of like a philosophy right that's like mm. the idea that you can exist outside the binary and once i once i heard that it just sort of clicked with me that was like that's me right yeah. Um, for me personally, I've only come out as non-binary for the last like couple of months, right? Same. Hey, really yeah. nice. That was a fist bump. You guys didn't see it. Yeah, it's fine. <laughs> we just had a really nice gay fist bump. Mm. It was great. Rainbows came out. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I threw up rainbow. <laughs> 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 um, but no. So for me, I came out like a couple months ago, and for a long time, well, not a long time, like maybe like a yearish, six months, yearish. Um, I felt that I felt more and more like not a girl or what a girl looks like or what it is right for me personally. I never had that moment like, oh, I, I've known since I was a child or like, oh, I've known since I was like X amount years old. Right. Mm-hmm. So I kind of felt like I was like a faker for a while. But I was like, maybe it's just because I like presenting butch sometimes. Right. But I don't know. It was just like. Once I started becoming more comfortable in my queerness, first I had to come out as like bisexual. First I came out as pan, then I changed my language to bisexual. Mm. Um, and then started like uh, experimenting with the way I present myself. That's when I started to like look at what gender means and what that means for me. Um, and so once, like like I had just mentioned, once I heard that like, you know, being able to exist outside the non-binary, I felt like that was mean. I felt like that felt the most comfortable to me, right? Um, and I and from like the first episode, I always mentioned that like I always felt that wearing like all these femme clothes all the time felt like a costume for me, mm. but I never really knew why. A lot of it was me like maybe I'm just not into like you know traditionally what femme people want or what they like right but after coming out as non-binary and being comfortable with in that identity it, it's starting to click more with me now and now it's like oh i i think i knew this whole time i just don't think that i let myself like like have those feelings up until recently up until like when we had this language come up that that's available to us like what a lack a, a third gender or a lack of gender is right so I don't know, like, I'm still exploring it, and I personally identify as genderqueer myself, um, but yeah, that's that's my soapbox about being non-binary. I can feel like a lot of parallels <laughs> have existed between us, because yeah. um, for me, are, I think Are we just like best friends now? <clears throat> Do we just become Most best likely, friends? Most yes, yes. yes. That's pretty gay. It is I gay. I hope so. <laughs> yeah, it has to be the gayest thing I've ever It said. is. I'm touched. Another fist bump. Fist gay bump. Culture. but yeah like for me it was like okay so it was like quietly experimenting with my sexuality and then yeah once i admitted to myself that like okay so i feel stifled by only feeling like i have well like there's an an external pressure to like um being a map to like only be with women otherwise you know like you use your you lose your masculinity and at that point in time i don't think it was something that i particularly cared about Mm -hmm. but I also didn't want to be, I don't, at that young of an age, I didn't want the stigma behind me to mm-hmm. be, um, to be gay. And now I'm just like all about that. 
Yeah. Um, You're like, I'm gay as hell. Yeah, yeah, I do a lot of particularly gay things, you know? But it was like, uh, investing time to have different amounts of intimacy with um, with different people mm-hmm. of all kinds of backgrounds. And then that opened up, like, the aesthetic of queerness for me. Um, and I think that's that's how, like, I first opened the door to the philosophy of queerness like you were talking about. Yeah. It being by like like this potentiality that didn't have to exist within that dichotomy or the paradigm yeah. of male-female. And so, yeah. Yeah. Do you see what you're going to say? Um, you brought up like the um, aesthetic of being non-binary. I, first for everyone, I identify as um, cis and she, her, but... Um, for me personally, when I first uh, started realizing that there was a thing as like non-binary identity, I found it through both music and fashion because I used to be really into like fashion magazines and really into music. So um, as far as music was concerned, it was like Prince, yes. Grace Jones, David Bowie, like teetering yeah. the lines between male and female, but still being really sexy and being like, yeah, she's like, you know, identifying as a woman, but she's wearing mm-hmm. a suit or yeah, he's identifying mm-hmm. as a guy, but he yeah. has glitter on his face and he's wearing yeah. fucking tall ass platforms. And then I would have like Teen Vogue's and I'd open them up and I was like really, really attracted so <laughs> I was really attracted to like the models that kind of bordered on kind of either or. And um, before I actually came out as like queer, I always remember there were like two models that I was like really, really into. I can't remember their names right now, but they were AMAB, but they both um, kind of like teetered the scale um, as far as like being androgynous or like wearing dresses or having like really long slick hair or doing like mm-hmm. campaigns for women's clothing, but still being like, you know, considered males. And for me, the um, introduction of just gender nonconformity came like to mainstream to me through fashion and also through music. And now mm. Um, and this time that we're in where people feel a lot more comfortable identifying that way, because like B said, the the personalities and the lives and the stories, non-binary people have always existed. We just now have a language for it. Yeah. Right. And Absolutely. I I love that that's like, you know, what's going on now because it's like, yeah, finally you can put a name to it. And it's great. And I mean, I'm just so excited and excited and proud of you guys. And I love all my non-binary friends. <laughs> wow, I think that's like the gayest episode we're having. It is. Yeah. I went to the first episode. I've heard every single one. Oh, This is totally <laughs> the <sweet>. gayest episode. <laughs> <laughs> what <Touch>. feelings gross. <laughs> <laughs> no, but you know what, Indisha, you touched on something um, about how music has, so- has sort of like influenced this androgyny between, you know, male and female, right? Um, mm-hmm. I joke around with my mom a lot that I'm like, mom, you're the reason why I'm gay. Because like she used to play like Prince when I was younger. She would play a lot of uh, Dead or Alive. Um, she would also play, uh, God, what, um, that woman from Arithmetics. 
So there's mm. so I've had a lot of like eighties influences on me that they've always teetered on like androgyny. Like my mom had the biggest crush on like young boy George, and I'm like, mm. you know, I'm like, <laughs> yeah, you. Sam Smith <laughs> lookalike. <laughs> I was like, you know, like, and I remember having this conversation with her. I was like, mom, like, so let's talk about this. I was like, you know that like you've had crushes on like Prince and like Michael Jackson and like boy George. Mm -hmm. Right. She's like, yeah. I was like, you know that they're like early androgynous. Right. She's like, Oh my God, they are. I was like, I'm gonna let you marinate on that. I'm gonna let you you sit with that for a moment. Yeah. I'm gonna let you soak on that for a second. (laughs) Like, Hmm. All right, mom. Like maybe this is why. You're yeah. like my mom has um, a gay influence on me, I guess, <laughs> even though she's like the straightest woman I know. Yeah, sometimes I I would tell my mom like I'm kind of like Prince, you know, but the mm-hmm. other just uh, AFAB, but like, <laughs> the AFAB version the F- of yeah. Prince. <laughs> <laughs> well, so people are probably wondering what is AMAB and AFAB. So yeah, that's like assigned male Feel at birth, birth and then assigned female, female at birth. birth. Yeah. Um, that's what that means, y'all. Yeah. So, so you're the AFAB version of Prince. Mm-hmm. How? No, I'm not. No, okay. Just, I was like, what? You're pretty just close, though. N- yeah. I can't sing or play the guitar <laughs> like that. <laughs> but you're so mesmerizing, Mike. Oh, thanks. I mean, you could do both of those things if you try hard yeah. enough, Mike. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> if you try, if you just try hard enough, Mike, maybe you'll get you'll get it. I right, think. Pull so. yourself from the from your bootstraps. God, I couldn't even finish that sentence. <laughs> Hey, Taurus season is coming up. The world is about to be your oyster for like, you know, 30 days. What? Wait, what's coming up? Taurus season. Oh. Why did you call me? It's going to be May. Bring astrology It's going to be May. Yeah, every Taurus like in the world will have birthday. It's going to be Taurus season. Like, how do you not know this? I'm pumped. I'm ready for Can it. Can I like just you. say, full disclosure, <laughs> I have my birth chart saved on my phone. So when other gays ask me, so what's your, like, ascendant? What's your moon? I'm like, here, <laughs> roast me. It's fine. <laughs> full yeah, natal charts are part of gay culture. Like, if you don't know your top three, then, like, are you really queer? Damn, I just got roasted. <laughs> just kidding. I know, I, I did too. I don't know I don't things. either, like... I one of my I'm best sorry. friends um, <laughs> is super into astrology too, and he talks about it all the time. But I can't even name the main three. I get that mixed up all the time. Guess I'm not really queer enough, huh? No. I guess mm-hmm. I better go. <laughs> well, I redact that statement. You can be as queer as you want and not Aww. believe in astrology. It's fine. Oh, thanks. Aww, thanks, Indisha. <laughs> this is such a validating. Now group of in people. Portland though, that's a thing. Like people oh, are yeah. really big into that shit, like all day. Like it's like, oh hi, what's your name? Okay, what's your star sign? <laughs> <laughs> no, what's your star <laughs> sign? That's a thing. Yeah, um, it totally is a thing. Like when I was interviewing people to live in my house, like when I had mm-hmm. people like try to be roommates, I was like, "So, what's your sign? Because if you're a certain sign, I feel like you just won't pay rent." <laughs> <laughs> Rough. <laughs> I feel that. So, uh, who would you? What would be the sign that wouldn't pay rent? Drag them. <laughs> Drag them. 
Hmm, the signs that wouldn't pay rent. I gotta <laughs> pick a sign that isn't one of my roommates. Can this be right like now. a segment on the on the podcast? Like Indisha just roasts like signs <laughs> for specific things. Yeah. I've been wanting to honestly make an episode about like astrology and witchcraft. Like not not right now, Ooh. maybe like third Ooh. season. Once I get really yeah. seasoned in it, maybe have like me and my girlfriend like come out and like give y'all some stuff. But um okay. a sign that's known for being a little bit more like lax and kind of like air about it maybe like an Aquarius probably would uh, forget to skip a bill or two or um, maybe a Pisces they can be very dreamy um, and just kind of be like oh I forgot that this is the month what about Virgo Huh? What about Virgo roasts me? Are you Virgo? Oh no, Virgos. If anything, Virgos are on it. Virgos are very yeah, organized and meticulous yeah. and like on their shit. And then it's just like y'all are ready for the bill before the bill's already like gone through. <laughs> Don't call me have out first like that. Yeah. He's actually the, the one deposit, that keeps the podcast like, going. And I would say Taurus would probably skip on rent, but the thing about Taurus <laughs> is that y'all like having the comfort and you guys love having a home. So I feel like at the end of the day, like Tauruses would pay yeah. their rent because mm. yeah, they're like, I, I, I need a place to sit yeah. and like just not do anything. So Maybe like a day if I would, I couldn't. Yeah. 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 Um, so speaking of Portland culture, Indisha, when we were talking about the episode, you you mentioned um, that you live in a more queer place, and that sometimes mm-hmm. you have to you have to think more about the way that you talk to strangers. Yeah. Um, as far as being an ally, because I mentioned earlier, um, I'm not uh, non-binary, non-gender, non-gender conforming. I'm um, cisgendered, but. Just being here in general, um, I work somewhere where I'm interacting with the public very regularly, and I've taken among my amongst myself, I've had to unlearn a lot of the binary le- language that I'm used to, mm-hmm. just because I'm interacting with strangers, I literally don't know their life, and people can present however they want. I don't know that this person is cis, I don't know that they use like she, her, or he, him pronouns, yeah. so... I've had to kind of unlearn that um, because a lot of the people that I have met are um, non-binary. And I had, I had a lot of my friends back home were um, non-binary uh, or just queer in general. So it wasn't really that mm-hmm. much of a difference of a jump. But just being here where I know that the population, the queer population is significantly larger than in Texas. <laughs> um, and it's more likely <laughs> than not that I will meet someone that is non-binary than like in Texas where people are still like kind of learning that. So yeah. it's been like an adjustment for me. Um, just to just be like, hey, just because you see this person dressed like this or just because you see this person presenting as that yeah. doesn't mean that that's their pronouns. So, like, by default, when I'm at work uh, and any, ever, anywhere else, mm-hmm. honestly, um, I try to, like, go out of my way to use they, them pronouns until I actually know that person well enough for us to actually have that conversation. But um, that whole long, drawn thing was to say that, yeah, like, you don't, Never, you never really know. Rather, someone uses uh, binary or non-binary pronouns by default, and I feel like the part of being an ally um, is just to keep that in consideration and Mm -hmm. just be open to being corrected and also correcting myself because I have non-binary people in my life where sometimes I do flub up their pronouns, and it's never on purpose. But I'll correct myself right away. Mm -hmm. Like I'll say like binary pronouns and I'll be like oh shit never mind they them and then like they'll catch yeah. it and be like okay yeah thanks or they'll be like oh yeah I heard that but it's important um even when the person's not even there 
obviously it's still important to still use their pronouns um especially mm-hmm. if you want to be a good ally because yeah. i feel like sometimes people don't do that and it's really shitty um yeah. and yeah i feel like ally. just being a good ally yeah. is just uh respecting people's pronouns or respecting the way that people want to identify with themselves because as hard as it is for me to flub it up and be like oh yeah i forgot about that like i imagine it's like much harder for someone to like completely not take your identity into consideration so i'm like my little flub up with my like vocabulary is nothing to Mm -hmm. like compared to having someone feel less than because i refuse to change you know my language and i do that often so i don't know if that makes sense yeah i don't know and and like well, and like coming from the south, too. yeah. Mm-hmm. Like we yeah. have a lot of gender. Yeah, language. yeah, exactly. Coming from the south yeah. is incredibly Especially binary. Like we we are taught that shit from the jump. Like little girls get fucking or uh, fucking like kitchen stuff and are taught to be you know girls. Little boys yeah. get put in football when they're like three. Yeah. Like it's ridiculous. It's disgusting in the south. It's very gendered. Uh, mm-hmm. Gendered like formated from the second we're born so it's really really tough to unlearn that and realize that you know we live in a huge world and non-binary people fucking exist trans people fucking exist and their fucking pronouns are important Mm -hmm. and if you want to live in the world and branch out you have to respect that and you have to unlearn that and that's why i'm so glad i get the opportunity to do that right now Mm -hmm. yeah Thanks, Andisha. Thanks, Andisha. Mm. We need more allies like you. Because yeah, honestly. honestly, when <laughs> this is oh, it's so fucking annoying. Go ahead. Like when you go and meet people and people who are in queer spaces and they still fucking forget your pronouns. Mm. Mm-hmm. Or, like, oh, sorry, continue. Or like, I, I don't know, like when they were, when you introduce and then you say you, you use they, them. Yeah. And then they turn around and they're like, Oh, she, he, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, are you, I, you I just fucking <laughs> told you. I just you. fucking told you. And it's like, I don't think they recognize like language matters and like people, people get hurt when you like fucking yeah. mess up. Like you don't mm-hmm. like when we like, for an instance, like I think I was talking to this with one of my friends, but like masculine dudes or men who I, you know, who identify as men or, you know, are super masculine. Yeah. Like, you wouldn't want someone to call you ma'am, you know? Mm. Not saying, like, yeah. it's the, the same thing, but it's just, like, don't fucking... It comes from the same place, though. Right. Yeah, yeah, it comes from the same place. It, it's, like, you know, how people feel about dude. Mm-hmm. Some people are fine with it. Some people are not. I err on the side of not using it at all until I have that conversation with you, like, is this cool if I say, like, dude? Because... That's something that I'm still unlearning myself because I grew up saying that more as like when I'm excited to say dude. And I have some friends who are totally fine with that, right? But I have other friends who are like, don't do that. It makes you feel a type of way. So it's like the whole thing you were just saying, like a, like a guy win, like if you said ma'am. So it's the whole thing about, okay, so dude is just as gendered as like ma'am or girl, you know? Mm-hmm. But you know what's also equally as annoying when people fuck up on your pronouns when they are like really annoying about how much they fucked up on your pronouns when when you correct them and they're like un- like when they keep saying how sorry they are they get super defensive and yeah well, not even like super defensive but it's like they uh, they like overdo it like how bad they feel or they like make it like a bigger deal than it should be like they put it on them at that point, right? That's like, okay, like I'm not here to like coddle your feelings about how bad you feel, right? Like you made a mistake. You just, for me, all you have to do is just correct it and move mm. on. Like 
you, you know what I mean? Like for me personally, like you don't even have to go everywhere to be like, oh shit, sorry. Just like fix it and yeah. move on. Right. Like I don't need this whole spectacle or like me having to tell you like, it's fine. It's okay. Like whatever. Like I can, you know, if you need that fine, I'll give you that for like two seconds, but don't make me do more emotional labor for you just cause you made me, f- you didn't respect my pronouns. It's almost like, they're expecting you to absolve them on behalf of like all queer people. Like, yeah. oh, I f- please forgive me all. Please forgive me. I didn't, I didn't, oh, I'm sorry. Please forgive me on all behalf of queer people. I'm like, that's not how that and works. That's when I do the cross. I'm like, you yeah. are a forgiven child. Thank you, Abuela. <laughs> in Vevin, you have your holy water. Hey. Oh, so for y'all that don't know, I met Ivana at a party and they were cooking and I was like, oh my God, you're my, my abuela. Mm. And they stuck on that all night. So now Ivana's my abuelita. See. You cook a lot, don't you? <laughs> uh, yeah, I spent like the better part of eight years cooking mm-hmm. um, just in restaurants around Houston. Um, yeah, it's I, fun. It's fun. Were but you were you out in those in those spaces? Oh hell no, no, no. no. Kitchens are like the most macho places. Oh, oh god, yeah. yeah. Like as a waitress, like I can't even imagine. Like mm-hmm. when I used to work as a as a waitress, like mm-hmm. I, just that energy I would feel from the kitchen. No, a waiter. Uh. You were a waiter. Oh, yeah. You were a waiter. Yeah. True. <laughs> Thanks, Mai. Uh, do y'all, sorry, before you continue, cool. I was, was going to say, um, do y'all ever find that you sometimes misgender yourself? I still do that, yeah. I still do that. I tr- yeah. Mm-hmm. I do that all the time. <laughs> I'm like, wait, no. In my head, I'm like, you know, they, them, but then I'll say she, her. I'm like, wait, no, that's not right. What mm. are you doing? You think about it a lot. I don't, some, I used to. Yeah. Not anymore. Right. Um. Yeah, I guess you just think about it a lot in the language, and then you'll notice a lot when people mess up, too. You try not to, mm-hmm. and you're just like, um, I'm just going to let that pass. Yeah. Right. But I was like talking to a friend, I was like, how how do you implant that into someone's mind? Do you make it a scene? Do you use that much energy so you can be like, hey, know my pronouns? And they'd be like, what did I just tell you? you like, did you <laughs> listen to what I just fucking said? What did I fucking say? This is yeah. my icebreaker for you. <laughs> <laughs> this is your homework. <laughs> so yeah, uh, Yvonne, you are saying in, in the kitchens it's super, super gendered. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, Do you yeah. still work in a kitchen? Oh, hell no. No, 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 no. <laughs> no. The amount of gay bashing that occurs in kitchens is, is like disgusting. Mm-hmm. It's like, so there's the whole physical side of cooking where like, Literally, you can burn yourself, and the more pain and sweat you you put on in a kitchen, it, like amounts to a certain amount of masculinity, and um, and yeah, just disgusting shit like that. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. how is it here s- in Houston? In Houston, it's still a lot of bullshit. Yeah, and I guess to me, it's doubly troublesome because, like, I want to be an ally of, of a lot of the cooks because you're operating in this team mm-hmm. team environment, and obviously in in service industry, it's like a lot of um, a lot of Latin Americans, um, a lot of people from like Mexico, from Honduras, mm-hmm. from Guatemala. So you want to like feel for them as well, but you also don't want to like call them out constantly because it happens all the time. Yeah, it gets exhausting. Yeah. Do people recognize two spirits in those other? Um, like, I know that's a thing in like a lot of indigenous tribes, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, I don't, I'm not sure. I wouldn't be yeah. able to say. I don't know. Um... I can't really speak on that because I'm not sure. Mm-hmm. I, I know a little bit. I'm yeah. I guess I won't. I'm not gonna speak on it. <laughs> no, I mean like it's <laughs> fine. But no. yeah, aren't you Wikipedia? My yeah. aren't you Google? My oh, um, here's the 
here's an ad. <laughs> we would like five dollars for um, giving you information yeah. first, <laughs> right? <laughs> um, yeah, I I don't know. I mean, uh, I don't like reclaiming my culture is still something that I'm doing now. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. I'd be really interested to know if that's something that. Um, a lot Let's of indigenous see. tribes believe it. Oh, God. my <laughs> pulling out fucking <laughs> Google up in here. Keep talking to me. <laughs> <laughs> so while my is searching, um, Yvonne, what do you do for work then? AK, uh, what do you do for capitalism? Ooh. <laughs> well, I contribute my body to the production of commodities ooh. in the form of screen printed materials, ooh. AKA shirts ooh. and uh, sometimes tote bags. Make us some shirts. Oh uh, shit! Hit us up with that beer queer merch. I'm commissioning. Yeah, I'm co- yeah, Mike, yeah. can I commission Yvonne <laughs> right now? Go for it. Cool. Make our shirts. Cool. I will first learn how to do it. Okay. <laughs> I actually just work in the QC department, which is uh, monotonous work. But uh-huh. I mean, in capitalism, a body's a body, so a body's got to yeah. do something. Yeah. Are you uh-huh. out over there, like both as queer and non-binary? Uh, yeah, yeah. Thankfully, uh, some some folks there have uh, have seen me in my full regalia. And uh, that's been oh. that's been nice. So they like, they treat me a lot nicer. And I think they like, um, I think presenting as fully as I want to, and then being in the proximity mm-hmm. of like coworkers, like allows for a lot more camaraderie as well. Like, yeah, it does. Like, well, it- I thought I was hiding something from mm-hmm. you because I thought you were gonna have um, not necessarily negative reaction, but be confused or try to like treat me differently but mm-hmm. it's been rather fluid yeah so i'm only nice. out to two people at work as far as non-binary i mean everyone knows that i'm some kind of gay at work <laughs> like some the first like the first week when we moved into our new office i had my fucking gay mexican flag in my office so i was like if you can't tell here you go um but i put i, I had to take it down because hr like said that was a fire hazard yeah. and <laughs> it's too hot yeah i mean to be fair i definitely believe her because it was underneath some like it was hanging from vents so i'm like you're probably right <laughs> but also wrong <laughs> no no i believe her because uh, it, it was hanging directly underneath some vents so i was like oh probably you're, you're probably no, right B, why are you excusing this nonsense fuck <laughs> 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 off um but you know like the way i'm dressing right now is it's like kind of like soft like stud i guess like masculine a little bit and this is how i wore to work so if they don't know i'm non-binary they definitely know i'm not like femme a lot Mm -hmm. so it's kind of like what you're saying that's like being able to present the way you want in like that same space with your coworkers. there is that sort of like camaraderie with them right um even though i haven't had that like conversation with all of my coworkers, like hey i'm non-binary i can still at least present in a way i want to and no one gives exactly. me grief over that right. well, and a lot of people don't know what non-binary is true like still yeah which exactly is surprising to me and i'm like, like is well, that some sort of coding yeah <laughs> or it's well a lot well to be fair i'm the youngest in the office i'm only 25 and everyone so else is young. I know. I know. With a corporate job, how dare? I know. <laughs> and it, so, like, everyone else is like thirty plus. So I don't expect all of them to know what non-binary Damn older is. millennials yeah. get with Fuck it. Fuck you, <laughs> Gen Xers. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> but, but I mean, I don't. I don't expect them to know what that is. And honestly, I don't have that kind of spoons to really explain it to them. Like, mm -hmm. I'd rather just be able to exist and that's fine. Like, does it kind of suck sometimes if I wear my binder and they say she, her? Yeah. But 
work is pretty much the only place where I'll be able to like tolerate it and it doesn't make me feel really a type of way by it because at that point it's kind of like, well, like I, I would rather just be able to exist in this space and you recognize like how I look and how I present and not treat me differently mm-hmm. um, rather than risk it by having this like conversation that'd be like, what? Like, it's just, it's not worth it because they, they probably wouldn't get it and that's okay. You know, like I, totally. if, if they're willing to learn, fine. Right? right. And I'm not saying they're bad people. They just don't know, you know? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Thanks. Um, <laughs> as far as um, gender and presentation and everything, as far as being non-binary is concerned, um, Yvonne, do you personally feel like is sometimes easier for non-binary people that are AFAB than um, AMAB to, to present as non-binary um, as far as like wearing the clothing you want or, you know, presenting the way you want to or going out at a night where you feel your best and it may, you know, actually be non-binary in a way that you're like, you have on, you know, things that people usually uh, associate with binary standards do you feel like that's a little bit more difficult um in your experience or do you feel like you know like afabs get a little bit easier i feel like um perhaps is like (laughs) i love this question because it's something that i've thought about from like a teenager as well Mm -hmm. um Mm -hmm. i did remark to a lot of a lot of female friends back then um Mm -hmm. like a sort of envy that i had with their maneuverability as far as aesthetic was concerned like yeah mm-hmm. you could be soft stud or you could dress mm-hmm. butch or you can be emo or do yeah. high femme and i think that was another seed that was planted in me is that i recognized that there was a form of expression that they were tapping into um mm-hmm. that i felt myself um hesitant to do so because i was still operating this dichotomy that i was either one side or i was the other um mm-hmm. so in the context of work uh, I think in my line of work, I couldn't necessarily dress as femme as I wanted. For one, because mm-hmm. it's not practical. Um, it's a warehouse and it gets hot. My makeup's going to get everywhere. Mm-hmm. I've tried. It's Houston, y'all. Like, mm-hmm. It's, it's no fucking joke. It, mm-hmm. You can, I mean, to be fair, it, do you wear any setting spray? Setting spray, no. Okay, go to CVS or Walgreens and get the NYX setting spray. I wore my makeup to Pride and it stayed on Mm. when I put on that setting spray. Thank you, thank you, thank you. You're so welcome. (laughs) (laughs) I think think at night, though, like as far as like social settings are concerned, Mm -hmm. like it doesn't matter to me. Mm -hmm. We kind of operate in this this way of not giving a damn because you're going out at night and as long as you're like surrounding yourself with people um, mm-hmm. who are going to respect you and not mistreat you exactly yeah, yeah. what what yeah. are your spaces that you've um you so run into your like... place is one of them oh <laughs> yeah my place is like the gay palace i feel it like it kind of is yeah 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 i fucking miss going to your house all the time i like you used to always feed me <laughs> mine always feeds me i say do you want coffee do you want some food? It's true. To, so. Thanks, Dad. Yeah. <laughs> right? Yeah, I used to tell Maya all the time, I'm like, Maya, you're the father figure I've never had, but I've always deserved. <laughs> yeah. Just making up for the one I didn't have, you oh, know? Man. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, man. Oh, man. Yeah. <laughs> 
Father, what's mind. that? So in today's episode, we're going to talk about daddy issues. <laughs> yeah. That's next week's episode is daddy hour. issues. No, no. Like I know something to say, can you bring the wine yeah. and liquor and then we can get started on this? Just like an IV. I'm tell you about this. Yes, more yeah, right. <laughs> Um, yeah, definitely. I feel like I feel the same. I feel like my place is definitely one of those safe spaces I feel comfortable mm-hmm. in where I'm like, I'm here and queer, and no one's gonna give me shit for that, you know? Mm-hmm. So, like, well, besides that, <laughs> besides <laughs> that, um, so for me, it's also like, uh, being able to feel free and safe is usually, um, like the backdrop of domesticity. So, like, mm-hmm. at people's houses, mm. yeah, and, um, typically just, yeah, where, where you have friends invite you to do things. Mm-hmm. Um, what about going out at night? So, I mean, there's there's exhibition that was fun for a while. Yeah, I don't know about it now. What's that? <laughs> what? Uh, it's like a very queer dance party. Yeah. Got it. I'm not queer enough to know that. I, guess. I don't know. Yeah, yeah, I guess so. It's, it's like, I think twice I have to revoke my queer card. Pseudo queer. Yes. Oh, okay. Good. That, that's pseudo queer. Got it. Yeah. yeah. I mean, there's there's something intimate about like hanging out in someone's house yeah. or apartment or studio or whatever it is, and you just sort of coming together and sharing that space with each other and just like it's healing, you know what I mean? Like I think that party I met you at um, when I was hanging out with my and we were all just having a really good time. That was like really healing for me, right? Not that I really, well, I kind of like needed because I was like like really drained that whole week and just surround myself with people that I knew and like I met new people that night mm. it was like really nice and like soul like good for my soul mm-hmm. you know so you know I try to my thing is is like when I meet queer mm-hmm. non-binary people it's like let's all be fucking <laughs> we're gonna be friends cause it's hard to find you know other people like us around here yeah. to be fair yeah. like even I know a lot of non-binary people don't necessarily identify as trans so yeah we are also like left out of that conversation too yeah um, mm-hmm. even people who do identify as trans but are still non-binary like yeah it's a whole nother concept like i people, feel like non-binary people kind of get left out of queer spaces a lot of the time especially yeah i was just gonna ask like if y'all feel like you're left out of the whole lgbt plus acronym just because non-binary is just such such a such an abstract abstract concept and there's such a fucking spectrum it could be practically anything do you feel Mm -hmm. like that doesn't really fit in with the box that the boxes that we put ourselves into as a subcategory because even um identifying as queer like i feel like it still can be very binary led um when it comes to relationships or respectability uh, politics Politics, or like who's accepted who's not like like what's that like being non-binary and navigating through that as well i don't know like it's been like luckily i haven't had that instance yet where i haven't felt left out personally just because of the type of people i surround myself with so luckily i haven't had to deal with that mm-hmm. personally what you mean you don't live in a cisnormative world i mean <laughs> i like to pretend i don't <laughs> um but i can so for me, I can't speak on those experiences. Um, I I can't imagine though that you know, like okay, like there. A good example would be my when we go to Pearl Bar. Pearl Bar, full Yikes. disclosure, is a <laughs> is the only lesbian bar here in Houston. <sighs> Mine and I have definitely talked about that. It's gay, but it's not queer. Yeah. Like when you go there, and this is just all just 
looking from the outside, right? Mm-hmm. Um, you see, you know, I don't know how, how to say this without sounding like an asshole, but <sighs> I don't see a lot of queer people like me and my, right? Or, mm-hmm. or queer people like Yvonne. Like, I see a lot of... Um, trying to figure out the best way to word this like they're it's it's like very homogenous mm. like same different kind of looking people like the butch same kind of looking femme. lesbians yeah yeah like I've, you only run into like super femmes or like super studs mm-hmm. studs yeah, yeah. And so to still be, in its yeah. own dichotomy yeah. yeah and then like to be fair like i said this is just me looking in from the outside like you know i don't talk to like a lot of these people but again like it's not like a lot of them talk to me either especially like they were like when i went uh, a few months ago and my head was shaved like definitely no one talked to me at part mm-hmm. bar. well they they like uh so like i guess they like to conform to like heteronormative worlds yeah yeah because it's like oh you you're you're the butch you're, you're the man you're the and man. you're the woman yeah, yeah. and it's mm-hmm. like no, that's this is yeah. not what's happening. So it's kind of like, where does the in-between exist, right? Yeah. Like, where do people like me exist? And I think that's one example of, like, where I felt like non-binary people have been sort of left out of the conversation is when I go to Pearl Bar and I just don't feel like it's my place. Like, I'll go because I'm like, I can at least be, like, openly queer and yeah, no weird dude's going to hit on me or something. Mm-hmm. Um, but I don't go there to, like, pick up women or anything because I'm yeah. like, none yeah. of y'all are going to talk to me. Yeah, I think <laughs> it's just good to just be in a space where there yeah. are other gay people, basically. Yeah, I'm like, you know, I'm glad it's here, right? But I just wish that I felt more encouraged included in that like yeah. i wish it was a little bit more inclusive mm-hmm. it can be welcoming but i feel like yeah it still operates in that dichotomy of like of mask presenting or, or like high femme and it's funny because like even though it's still within gay culture you have that like that um adoption of of like uh, of heteronormativity within this this paradigm still but i don't know it's it's queerness is more like is a color spectrum or the color right. wheel right so right. it's it's not on a line it exists in 360 degrees mm-hmm. in every single direction so math yeah yeah <laughs> uh, yeah no this is true mm-hmm. yeah so uh um indisha mentioned earlier about being a good ally so i wanted to ask y'all besides respecting people's pronouns what does a good a good ally look like to y'all oh I know. What? If you are an artist. Okay. And you proclaim that you are down with like queer culture and queer people and you like their art and you like the things that they do and the things, the different types of styles and the way that they express themselves, I think you should pay those people to perform at your events and I feel like this is a jab at someone or no, something. No, I'm just saying, okay. like, <laughs> I, I just like, feel like that's a lot of what's out there. Like, yeah. for an instance, like, fucking Drake and Beyonce used oh, okay, yeah. Big Frida's. Big Frida's like, oh, shit. Oh, yeah. She's still under, like, the met. Like, people don't know who the fuck she is. No. And it's like, mm-hmm. okay, you want to use our, you want to fucking use us? Like, pay us and let, like, give us some kind of you recognition. You want to use the likeness of us, but yeah. you don't want to, like, give us. Claim, yeah, give us. Yeah. Honestly, can I just interject? Yeah, I feel like that's queer culture, culture in a nutshell. Uh-huh. Like people it's queer culture appropriation. 
people want to say, oh, it's so weird, it's so different, it's so ostracized, but they still love it. They still are attracted to it. They want to, you know, shoot their videos at the pride parades. They want to use some funny little sassy thing. They saw like a trans woman saying like in like mid show and they're like, oh, that's a cool little clip. Let's do that. But when it actually comes yeah. to giving people credit and be like, we got it from this, it's it's quiet, you know, mm-hmm. and it's always been that way. Yeah. That, and. That's- it almost makes me want to say, like, if you are a queer creator, if you are a person where you know that your stuff is innovative, you know you got hot shit, like, get it patent, put your name all over it, smear your name yeah. on it, like, get that little watermark, like, <laughs> have, the, have it say your name your 20 million times mark. in the middle of your songs, like, every get two verified. seconds, be like, by the way, this is mine, and, you know, kind of mark it, like, mark your territory, because, yeah, it, it's so fucked up. It's so yeah, fucked up. Yes. Like being yeah. queer is so hot right now. Yeah. But no it one is. wants to yeah. sit down and actually pay homo- homage to the people that came before us, pay homage to the people that actually are doing the stuff that are actually creating the content. They just want the juice from it. Mm-hmm. They yeah. don't want to say, oh, yeah, this is a really hot design that this person made, but they're like non binary or this right. person's queer. Like I am so pissed off about the whole big feeder thing because yeah, i remember right? watching her i didn't know show. that i was like shit are you kidding me yeah and like mm-hmm. blanco and you know mm-hmm. yeah. all these queer people making music and it's like mm-hmm. why don't you recognize us why don't you give us any kind of recognition because they don't give like, a shit about us yeah but they want to use our shit exactly like, <clears throat> it's that's and it's also it's, happening in s- smaller bits of communities too yeah. yes yeah. <laughs> yeah i mean i just got on someone on facebook um, this is vague, I guess I would say vague posting, I guess vague potting. Vague potting. Uh, someone posted a photo of this woman with like weed nails and she, well, well, sorry, cannabis nails. She had cannabis like in her nail beds and then had like, uh, the name mm-hmm. of the, um, of like, a whatever marijuana thing on her nails. Mm-hmm. And the caption was ghetto or cute. And I commented, I'm like, this is incredibly cute and innovative. And I'm pretty sure once a conventionally skinny, attractive, like, Instagram model from, like, California with, like, green hair and, like, a size two body has, like, cannabis in her nails, y'all are going to think that shit is so fucking cute. Mm -hmm. But, you know, since you see, like, a brown hand doing it, it's, you know, Mm -hmm. liability be ghetto. And I feel like the black black ghetto hood girl, girl culture aesthetic has been taken. Same with gay aesthetic. Both of those things are very mm-hmm. hot right now. Both of those things are very commodified. But when you have an actual queer person doing those things, when you have an actual gay person doing these things, when you actually have an actual black woman doing those things, they're seen as ghetto. They're seen as weird. They're seen as, oh, what the fuck is it, are they doing? But it's not until people copy it that it's like, oh, that shit's hot. Oh, that shit's cool. Mm-hmm. And it's always been that way. And I don't yeah. know when that's going to change. <laughs> it's yeah. frustrating. Um, so all in all, like to be a good ally, just don't be a piece of shit, y'all. Yeah. You know yeah. anything? No, I was thinking about um how the the cis man, the cis white dude that did the documentary The Life and Death of Marsha P. Johnson. Mm-hmm. Oh, Essentially, I haven't he just, watched like, usurped it. all the work that this lawyer had done. Oh, and made his yes. yeah, exactly. And then in his defense of it, it was like, Well, I've always been drawn to the stories that aren't being told. Yeah, I'm like, you mean you okay. like to capitalize on marginalized mm-hmm. folk? Okay, that's what you meant. To yeah, say. that's what you really meant, mm. asshole. I haven't mm. watched it. I don't know if I will. Like, part of me wants to because I want to. 
I want to learn more about Marsha P. Johnson that way, but I'm sure that you I can, can just read. Like, yeah, yeah, read. read some like, shit. I can just also, read some shit. She had her own documentary made as well. Yeah? Mm-hmm. On Marsha. Yeah. I have um, to find it. Do you know what it's called? It's called now. Okay. I'll look it up. Um, But yeah, yeah, so, you know, just respect people's pronouns. Mm -hmm. Make your language more inclusive. Be be more creative and, you know, innovate your own shit as opposed to just stealing people and taking other people's. Yeah. Um, And I don't know. Yeah. And it's also really important that we have to educate people too. I know that, I, I know that there's some school of thought with some leftists that they're like, oh, well. Yeah, yada yada. Like, I, it's not up to me to like have to educate people, mm-hmm. and it's like, ah, uh, that's not really how that works. Like, in order for people to like understand what's going on to really change, like, you have to give them some kind of patience to let them grow and let them change and like kind of guide that, right? right. Mm-hmm. Um, well, obviously, if you have the spoons to do that, right? You know? Exactly. Because I mean, yeah, saying like go Google it does seem like a easy cop out you know it is an easy cop out like i definitely used to be one of those people that was like oh just google it right but now i'm like thinking more and more and i'm like no like if you uh, have the energy yeah like Mm -hmm. if you have the energy to do it obviously but like you know like i mentioned the episode with uh brit fosicek that if i'm gonna have a conversation with a friend that requires some kind of emotional labor then i'm like hey um i want to ask you a question do you have the the space for me to ask you the type xyz question i'm about to ask you know they're like no i'm like okay cool either i'll look at myself or talk ask later or something right but in general like i feel like we do have some kind of responsibility that people if they're willing to learn then we should allow that yeah like like we should do like some of that work and then let's hope that they can do the rest on their own oh how do you feel about when y'all get emails and stuff Mm -hmm. about people putting their pronouns even allies like do y'all think that that's i like too it. flashy or like too much or no, i don't know I like what, how do y'all feel about that i like it because i still get called miss bianca oh like yeah. in emails mm-hmm. like so i prefer so if people put like their pronouns on like their signatures i'm like cool mm-hmm. like you know, you know that they understand right yeah like, like I, I would think that they understand um i think i'm gonna start doing that in general we'll see maybe question mark um but I, I'm, I'm cool with it. Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. I haven't had any encounters with that, honestly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I've, I've seen it a couple of times. Um, and I think that's really rad. Right. Um, but also part of it's kind of like, eh. well, well, I, I guess also like on social media too, a lot of people will put that on their bio, hmm. you know? Yeah. Like, I don't, th- I don't think there's anything wrong with that. I think, no, people, yeah. yeah, I think people totally have the agency to do that. I think it's nice because then it's kind of like, okay, like we all, we very skip part a of the conversation. The, yeah. <laughs> like we skip part a and now we can move on to like, what's your name? Right. Mm-hmm. Like I already know your pronouns. Right. Um, would you consider that like a flag of allyship? No, because no. I, because people are still pretty performative. Mm. Um, so, yeah. so if they do that, that makes me think that, okay, they at least get to some level, but I'm not going to really know if they're down for it until I talk to them. Mm-hmm. So I at least know them going in, knowing that they have some idea of what queerness 101 is. Right. But it just depends on like, are you still going to be shitty though? Cause I've definitely met people who like came off as like they were down, but they're actually like, you know, either super transphobic or or they're using it as a token. Yeah, exactly. Using it as a token. I like so. being tokens. <laughs> no. 
Do you like to <laughs> colonize my? Yeah, I love being fetishized. <laughs> oh my god, I, I hate you. Um, Gosh, so- that's like half the reason why I only go to work and go home. I'm like, I'm not mm. trying to be anyone's like token sassy black gay friend. Like, I just don't. <laughs> You mean you didn't sign up for this? (laughs) Right. I mean, honestly, like, I mean, since when I first moved here, one of my friends that I honestly met on Facebook was just like, oh, yeah, dude, you're like black and gay. You can totally milk that and just like make people feel guilty all the time and just be their only black friend that they know. And I'm like, that sounds like my own personal version of hell. (laughs) I'm like, "Mm, like being treated like not a person and like an accessory makes me want to die. Yeah. All right. So we got to, um, we got to wrap this up. We could talk forever. Honestly. Mm. (laughs) Um, but thank you so much, Yvonne, for coming on to this show. Thank you guys for having me. It was a lot of fun. Yay. Yeah, Um, this was chill. I really like this episode. Me too. Um, but if y'all haven't yet, please, please, please subscribe to us on, uh, was it Apple? Is it iTunes or Apple Podcasts? Either one, whatever. The podcast thing that Apple has. Yeah. (laughs) Apple Podcasts or wherever you stream your podcasts. That'd be great if you could also leave us a rating on there and a review. Um, Please like and share um, our Facebook page. And don't forget to follow us on Twitter, which is Veer underscore Queer HTX. And with that, I, this has been B. Mindy. And I'm still tired. (laughs) <laughs> Thanks y'all. Bye. Bye. Bye.